What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Wednesday, July 27th. Miami Dolphins football is back. We get a couple headlines to get into as the Dolphins veterans return to training camp yesterday. Let's go ahead and dive in today here on Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Can you smell it? I know I can. And it's not fresh cut grass. Just came in from cutting my grass here. Uh, it, it is football is in the air. And cheers to that. Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. Director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. Can't cheers without a sip. And I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. A lot of great Dolphins podcasts out there. And for those of you who choose to start your day with Locked On Dolphins, I salute you. I, I salute all Dolphins fans at this time of year because uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Dolphins, vets, rookies, at camp, the whole league has returned as of yesterday. And you kind of got like the flurry of news that kind of started to cascade in. You had some uh, some transactions that took place. You had some retirements that were announced and the Dolphins were among the teams that made signings. But um, I, I really, today on the show, I want to talk about the, the addition of Muhammad Sanu to the wide receiver room. That signing was announced yesterday, courtesy of Sanu's agent uh, in the afternoon. But I want to start with the offensive tackles uh, and the Dolphins did not sign an offensive tackle or at least not in the time that I sat down to record this around dinner time on Tuesday night. But there was an offensive tackle that signed yesterday. Offensive lineman Riley Reef, free agent offensive tackle, longtime right guard and right tackle in the NFL, signed with the Chicago Bears. And the contract that Riley Reef signed was one year worth up to $12 million. Probably $10 million was the was the probable landing cause. So obviously there's some performance escalators in here for Riley Roof going to the Chicago Bears. And here's what I will say about the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears desperately needed Riley Reef much more than the Miami Dolphins did. And that is with the current status that the Dolphins have with their offensive tackles uh, in the room. It's not one of the, the strengths on the roster behind Teron Armstead. But $12 million for Riley Reef, that is... Let me think of the proper Miami Dolphins analogy here for, for what this is the equivalence of. This is the equivalence of signing Josh Sitton, the guard from Green Bay in free agency, and uh, getting like three quarters of one game for Josh Sitton for a fairly high amount of money and not seeing him again for the rest of the year. That's what this equivalence is. For Riley Reef. Riley Reef at this chapter in his NFL career, and that's not to say Riley Reef's guaranteed to get hurt, but $12 million investment, $10 million investment for Riley Reef, that doesn't make sense for a team like the Miami Dolphins. The, the return on investment for that player to be your swing tackle is grossly underwhelming. And the saying is that deadlines spur action, right? Well, deadlines are here because teams have players in camp as of right now. And the end result of that 
is I think you're going to see the kickstart that the remaining free agent market needed. And I think the Riley Reef contract is a really good illustration of why the Dolphins have not been able to close. And we've all been a little apprehensive, right? Linebacker, off-ball linebacker, and offensive tackle are two position groups we look at on this roster, and we still say, hey, you know, there, there's some upgrade opportunities. But a couple of these guys are going to game some teams, and they're going to game themselves into getting starter money. And that's exactly what Riley Reef got from the Chicago Bears because their other alternatives were Arlington Hambright or Larry Borum or Tevin Jenkins at offensive tackle or a fifth-round pick this year in Braxton Jones from Southern Utah. That's the Chicago Bears' offensive tackle room. And the, the Bears are a team that, that do have a duty to a second-year quarterback in Justin Fields to put something around him. So it's a healthy reminder for us as Dolphins fans who are sitting here waiting for the Dolphins to make the kind of moves that we're really hoping that they will make to fortify the weak spots in the roster that, hey, there's another 31 teams that are out there. And each individual player is going to make decisions based on the market that's available to them and the desperation of the teams that are out there. Now, that puts the Dolphins at a disadvantage until you get to the 53-man roster cuts. Because once you get the cutdowns at the end of the preseason, logic would suggest there's going to be an influx in talent that, financially speaking, is going to be much more feasible for you to process and $12 million for Riley Reef. So when that dollar amount came through, that for me was kind of like the light bulb came on. Like, oh, yeah, well, if he's if he was expecting to get paid that this entire time, then no wonder the Dolphins weren't sniffing on him being a potential add to the roster. Now, the well's not dried up at offensive tackle yet. But it will be very, very interesting to see how the market maneuvers now that I think this would be classified as the third wave of free agency has started with the Riley Reef contract signing. And what that means for the Dolphins is kind of at the mercy of what we ultimately see uh, the team's interest level in. Of course, they have a, a number of young players, but then also the depth of players that they would deem to be schematic fits within the system. And there are some players that are left uh, that you would classify as probably not ideal fits for the Dolphin system. So I'm still holding out some hope. But I would expect if this is the kind of money that's going to serve as the first of the third wave of free agency, that the Dolphins aren't going to act in the next couple of days. I would expect you're probably going to have to string this out. And this is even expanding to the interior offensive line with transactions that have been made because a player on the Raiders, Denzel Good, who was penciled in to be a starter this year, or at least in competition amongst a third-round rookie in Dylan Parham, Andre James uh, at tackle, and one other player, well, four spots for three interior positions. Like He was very much in the running to be a starter for the Raiders. He retired on Monday. So uh, deadline spur action, and we are going to be up against some deadlines here in which I think you're going to see some veteran players who have been on the market and contend sitting on the market to kind of gauge their interest. It's go time. And uh, they'll act accordingly, as evidenced by the Dolphins and their decision to add Muhammad Sanu to the wide receiver room. What does that mean for the wide receiver room? I'm glad you asked. But first, we'll tell you about our friends over at Dave. Level with me. 
We've all been in this situation at one point or another where you're a little short on cash and maybe you can only afford to put a few gallons of gas in the car or you get another wedding invite and save the date and you don't know how you're going to pay for your fifth or sixth wedding gift of the season. Lord knows wedding gifts are expensive enough. That's where Dave can help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses pop up. Now, Dave can help get you out of a pinch when you really need it. Hindsight is 2020, and you can't change the past, but what if you could get a little help from your future self? Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest or credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, and you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for extra cash and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you. So the Dolphins was announced yesterday afternoon, signed Mohamed Sanu. And Mohamed Sanu is a longtime NFL wide receiver who has been a productive player with the Cincinnati Bengals and the Atlanta Falcons and the Patriots traded it to for him. And then he went to San Francisco and he played in Detroit for like a hot minute. So this is an interesting addition because obviously there's some familiarity with coach Mike McDaniel because Sanu was with the San Francisco 49ers most recently. And Sanu has historically been a big-bodied possession receiver, plays a pretty physical brand of football. And you think about the subsections of the Dolphins wide receiver room that currently exist, and there's a very clear separation between what I would classify as the yak guys and the blocking guys and the physical guys. Your yak guys are Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Cedric Wilson. Those guys that really excel with the ball in their hands. They are dynamic. They're speedy players. But beyond that, you have Limbone Jr., who's a little bit of a flex, an in-between type, more gadgety player. But then you have Trent Sherfield, Preston Williams, and now Muhammad Sanu as the upper echelon of the blocking slash physical guys who that's wide, it's a wide open competition. And this is why I avoided yesterday on the show when we did the confidence bets, right? When we looked at the Dolphins roster and say, hey, if I had to bet 100, 100 bucks, what players would I be willing to put 100 bucks right now to be on the active roster? I stopped after four because I did not include in this initial gaggle of the physical guys, Eric Azucamna, the team's fourth round draft selection, who as a fourth round selection, top 125 pick, he's going to make the roster. Right, So that gives you four that I consider to be locks. Now you've got Mohamed Sanu, Preston Williams, Trent Sherfield, two of which are transplants from San Francisco and have familiarity with the system. And the thing that this tells me the most is look alive Preston Williams. Preston Williams came to the Dolphins in 2019 as an undrafted free agent, showed some promises on a very lean roster that was lacking in talent, and he put his natural talent into the opportunity he had for eight games, and he was a productive football player. And then he got hurt, and then he came back, and he got hurt again, and missed another half a season, and, like, he's never been the same. 
And the Dolphins ultimately elected to give Preston Williams a one-year contract this offseason to bring him back into the fray to see if his potential could fully be materialized. This is not a promising development for the Preston Williams truthers amongst the Dolphins fan base. Because Mohamed Sanu, same type of dude. But he'll block. And that's, you know, that, that's the one thing that I would say about Mohamed Sanu at this chapter in his career. It's probably the, the, the most valuable thing that he does is block as a wide receiver. He's had less than 50 targets in each of the last two seasons. He's had less than 25 catches in each of the last two seasons. He's not been a productive receiver by any means. I think he scored one touchdown in the last two seasons combined. Muhammad Sanu is not a productive wide receiver at this chapter in his NFL career. And yet the Dolphins on the first day of camp felt compelled to make this signing and bring him in. Look alive, Preston Williams. And if you thought the competition for the wide receiver room was already nuts enough when you do the math, you got four backs, three running backs and a fullback that I would consider to be locks on the roster. So you got three tight ends who you would consider to be locks for the roster. And you got four wide receivers. You might have three skill players across all three of those position groups that are available, roster spots that are available. Ezukama is included in that group of four. So now three tops, and we didn't include Miles Gaskin and Savan Ahmed. We didn't include Adam Shaheen. We didn't include Seathan Carter. We didn't include Trent Sherfield. We didn't include Preston Williams. We did not include Limbone Jr. We did not include Muhammad Sanu. You do the numbers game. The Dolphins are going to be one of the teams this year, particularly in the skill group, that are going to get plucked over with the waiver wire when it's all said and done. And that's a great place to be because it's a great indicate when teams are consistently claiming your cuts as waiver wire additions. It's the greatest compliment that you can give a general manager in the NFL because it means the players that you have a surplus on and you they, they're not good enough to make your team. Other teams feel confidently that they are good enough to make theirs. So tip of the cap for Chris Greer on the effort that's been made this offseason and not just with the skill groups. Uh, there's, there's a lot of depth on this roster in a lot of spots, not everywhere. But I don't think it's a realistic expectation to expect you're going to have an uh, unlimited amount of depth that you can tap into at every position group across the roster. It's, it's just mathematically, it's almost impossible. And you can look at every roster in the NFL. We've done this at the Draft Network. We've done the roster evaluation on all 32 NFL franchises. Starters, primary backups, and the, the rotational guys, I think is probably the fair way to state it. We're going two or three deep at every position in the NFL. And there's at least one position room for all 32 rosters that you look at and say, you've got an adequate starter, a guy who's ideally a depth player, and the rest of it is interchangeable and replacement level players. It's just what position groups are you going to choose or what position groups are you shackled with being those position groups that you don't love your depth and you have a lot of replacement level players. For the Dolphins, it just happens to be offensive tackle as one of those spots, and as we just got done talking about, the market is going to heat up a little bit. The Dolphins' ability to find a financially responsible investment 
if they want to add to that room, is going to be the big mystery, and that's up to them. But uh, the Sanu signing for me is an exciting one for the sense that, again, we're turning over acorns left and right, right? We're, like we're, We are really interested in finding the right blend of talent, and we're not, even though we already acknowledge it's a deep group, we're not content. That's a strong place to be when you're building a roster. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games, which is, of course, BetOnline.net. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. My final thought today uh, comes back to the players returning to camp yesterday. And you got to look at a lot of the players. And you get a look at Mike Gusecki coming in. And you get a look at Xavier Howard coming in. And you get a look at Duke Riley rocking a Dan Marino shirt coming in. You get a look at Javon Holland coming in. Jerome Baker coming in. Teron Armstead coming in. Man, it just, it, it feels, there's so much about this Dolphins offseason that's been so exciting to process Tyreek Hill coming in. And yet it hasn't seemed real. And I'm sure it'll seem much more real a week from, to, week from yesterday when I'm at practice, and I'm partaking in practice along with, with a lot of you Dolphins faithful who are going to be attending training camp. But to see the players, and, and obviously OTAs is, it has been a thing. You've seen it. But to see it to the extent of it's training camp, it's go time. The Dolphins are going to play a football game in like two weeks, an exhibition game in two weeks. The Dolphins are going to be holding joint practice with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one of the best teams in the NFC. They're going to be hosting joint practices in less than a month with the favorites, in my mind, to win the NFC East this year, the Philadelphia Eagles. It's real, and it really got my juices pumping, and I hope it gets your juices pumping as well to sit down. And I understand every Dolphins fan has their own temperature for what this season is going to be. And I've said this before in the podcast, but I will say it again. And I'll, I'll take my time with it, so forgive me here if I take a sip. This is the best Dolphins roster that this fan base has had collected in South Florida in a very, very long time. You could maybe make an argument for the early 2010s roster uh, that had Reggie and Jake Long and Brandon Marshall and Carlos Dansby. Like that group, you can make a reasonable argument uh, that, that that group of talent that, that of course, was kind of stuck at 8-8. Eight and eight, um, in some ways, could contend with this roster. This roster has more elite players on it than that roster did. And I don't think it's close. 
and I think there's two or three more players in the Dolphins who are about yay far away, about a half an inch, for those of you listening to the podcast, from taking that leap to also becoming elite football players. Which means this is going to be the best Dolphins roster that Miami has had in probably 20, 20 plus years. Let that sink in. 20 years. And seeing those players and the videos and the images of them all going into the Baptist Health Training Facility yesterday made that very real for me. It has me so excited to share this season with you guys. Because it, it, it might not be a fairy tale, but it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. And I hope you'll take that ride with me. Kyle Krabs here on Locked on Dolphins. I hope you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Your team every day. We don't just say it. We live it. Fins up. Make it a great Wednesday. I'll talk with you guys again tomorrow. We got Power to the Pod yet this week in addition to reacting to whatever other news we get out of Miami Gardens with Dolphins training camp, which is officially upon us. Fins up.